cartoon commentary is not intended for children. Tom, Keith, and Corey are usually wrong, and anything they say can and probably will offend you. Apologies in advance. Commence the podcast. Cartoon commentary. I go pee before we start. Ah, cool. I'll probably still ah, have to pee us. during it, but I'm gonna pee real quick right now. Such an amateur. I bet you the McElroys don't have to deal with this. Yeah, the McElroys don't pee, Keith. They don't pee. <laughs> I hear Tom going further away. He's peeing. He's peeing. He's not sturdy, bladdered like I am. Bladder of steel. I'm gonna make Tom piss all over his fucking bathroom. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> Sorry, Tom's mom. Your bathroom just got fucked. Catch the Rona? Oh, oh it I'm hurts! <laughs> it <Wow>. hurts! <laughs> oh no! It's not the Rona. It's worse. It's gonorrhea. <laughs> oh, my back hurts from laughing. Oh, oh god! Oh. <laughs> no, Corey, so I almost had to go I almost fell also, down. <laughs> basically provided commentary to Tom while he peed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I actually bought, I haven't hooked them up, I bought a wireless uh, wireless headphones um, to connect to my computer just so that way I could like stealthily go pee in the middle of like the podcast <laughs> and like still listen in so that way I wasn't missing anything and I didn't hook up them up yet but um Corey, you could provide commentary to both of us next time. <laughs> Keith, I'm I'm taking a leak, and Corey goes, "Say hello to my little friend." <laughs> I almost fell down at that. See, <laughs> <laughs> say hello to my little I, friend. He goes, "Shh." I feel, <laughs> I feel like um. Postcard. I haven't seen him in years. Uh, I'm crying. God damn. I mean, oh, that's. Uh, 
I honestly, like, I don't know. For some reason, the first thing that came to my mind was to just go like the really like morally supportive route and just be like, okay, yeah, you did a great job taking down that zipper, buddy. Now just just pull that pull that little monster out of there and just you know just just relax, just relax. Careful. Wow. Thick, Careful. Thick stream, dude. Thick stream. Little to the right. <laughs> get those. That's... Get those bubbles. Yeah. Oh, get that little poop stain on the back. Clean that off. Yep. <laughs> yep. Good job. All right. All right. Now, nobody saw you, so you don't have to wash your hands. You're fine. You're, you're good. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like we're in a pandemic or anything. <sighs> What's up, Internet? Welcome to Cartoon Commentary, a podcast where three mopeds in their 30s talk about old, new, and sometimes weird cartoons. I'm Corey, confused as hell, Zamir. I'm Tom, Tom again, O'Connell. I'm Keith. What the fuck is a moped Barnofsky? It was like the first joke they said in this episode. Oh, I was not paying attention to that. Oh, when... I think they referred really? to Pam as a moped. Yeah, or something. you're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. I was like, why are we talking about mopeds? That was the thing is no, there's a so, lot there's a lot that happens in this episode. So I that first little scene there is like that's fluff. That's fluff in the episode. Yeah, no, so today I think it's very important. <laughs> Sorry. Decided that we're talking about Archer. A cartoon that I've honestly only slightly heard of about, I, hmm, what are they, a secret agent organization? Yeah, so it's basically, it's like a, <laughs> it's a private intelligence agency that gets contract work. So like, they sometimes I think they get contract work, well, mainly from like the US government, but sometimes just like high profile clients kind of thing um mm-hmm. the funny thing about it is that the company's name is isis <laughs> yeah so yeah so like right right from the start we're getting put on a list just for oh, doing yeah. this episode yeah probably basically. well because well, we're gonna show... we're gonna say isis so many times <laughs> that we're gonna yeah. get flagged by any yeah. like computers and, that are listening also, to us are and also be like oh they're talking about a terrorist organization an awful lot but we're also going to reference kidnapping and violence a lot so exactly ooh, exactly ouch, yeah this is not this is not a ooh. keith what are you doing to us way to go so keith. i legitimately only know of the title character archer being named archer and that's about all i knew about this Really? Um, and Keith is dropping us into season two, episode ten, mm. with a title I. El Sequestro. Am... Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't pronounce that. Yeah. So this is the thing: is that I, I actually I've seen a lot of Archer. I've seen probably the first couple seasons easily, but I watched none of it linearly, like hmm. I used to always just catch episodes on TV back in the day when this was on. You gotta um, watch it in order. I, you say that. It helps. Well, time, it it makes the jokes better. That, I mean, it's good on its own, but it, it there's a certain build up and there's a 
run, a lot of running jokes. Like one of my yeah. favorite running jokes is in this episode, but I'll, I'll hold off till we get there. It's yeah. Oddly I, enough, I could see that. You could say the same thing about our podcast. You have to listen to it in order. <laughs> so if you started here, you're going to be really confused sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So go back to our very first episode, which is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Enter Shredder. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Enter the Shredder, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, Corey, uh, or I'm sorry, Keith, you, you were talking about this and how you haven't watched it uh, in order. Um, do you know much about who created this show? No. Wow. So I'm a huge fan of Archer, a uh, huge fan of Adam Reed, the creator of Archer, because he also is a co-creator of C-Lab 2021. Oh, that's a great show. Definitely. Yeah, and uh, Frisky that's a, that's Dingo. A, that's another show that we should definitely do for this podcast. Yeah. Uh, he actually did like three or so Adult Swim shows back when Adult Swim was first coming out. So, uh, uh, yeah, he's he's got a lot of good stuff. Uh, big fan of him. And Adam Reed is also the voice of Ray, Ray Gillette, the, mm -hmm. the agent. So I just thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> well, thank you, because I do none of that research when I present an episode it's more like hey i watched this hey show. i want to watch this it's it's funny <laughs> here you go guys so let's get into the episode so basically um there's not really that there's there's like a group of main characters you know it's like any any show you have like your main gang so there's pam and cheryl and they work at isis in the office and they're walking down the street, um, walking to work, uh, drinking alcohol in paper bags in the morning. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pam, Pam basically alludes to, like, she went on a date the night before to, to your, to, <laughs> your earlier comment. Um, so she's like, I only had two beers. And Cheryl's like, were they 40s? And she's like, well, yeah. But... Um, <laughs> She basically was nursing a hangover, so she was having another drink in the morning. And um, and then a van pulls up, and a bunch of guys jump out in black ski masks and start, like, trying to take them away. And uh, Cheryl keeps calling Pam Cheryl. <laughs> like, obnoxiously so, as they're taking Pam away. So you immediately go like, oh, shit, they were trying to take Cheryl. And Cheryl just played that off real nice. So that way they mm -hmm. were taking Pam. Um, <laughs> so you don't know why yet, but that's what happened. And we cut back to like the ISIS office where Mallory, who's essentially like CEO, is angry because Cheryl and Pam have been late before and Mallory's like zero tolerance and she wants to fire both of them. Cheryl shows up. Well, it up. seems like everybody specifically hates Pam. <laughs> yeah. They give Pam a lot of shit. Yeah, um, it's a running joke. Even, even in the, uh, the little summary that they have when you are looking at the episode on Hulu, even there they're giving her shit. So I, I went into this episode knowing that people don't like Pam for whatever reason. <laughs> The thing is that Pam is a great character. It was honestly, it was oh, between, it was between yeah. the, when I was picking an episode for this show, it was between this episode and there's a different episode where 
they get a whole bunch of cocaine and Pam starts <laughs> doing cocaine. Yes. And she loses she loses a bunch of weight because yep. all she's doing is cocaine. She because yep. Pam Pam will find out by the end of this episode. She is she's a monster. She's a tank. She's a fighter. She's but, a badass. Like, can you imagine her then like getting lean? And being coked up all the time. Like, she is just, like... With giant breasts. That's the funny thing. She's so skinny, and she has giant breasts. And then all of a sudden, like, Archer starts treating her different just because. Mm -hmm. Like, after seasons of him, you know, it's just Pam. All of a sudden, he starts treating her differently, and that, yeah. So, anyway, that was another fantastic episode. I forget which episode, like, the number episode it was, but I'm sure if people search Archer, Pam, Cocaine, you'll find it. Um, I think that's the premise of a whole season. Oh, that might be. Yeah, I think it is. Well, it's a good show. Watch the whole season. Yes. So, anyway, Cheryl shows up eventually and explains that she's late because they got jumped and Pam got kidnapped. And then um, then she basically says, like, well, they were trying to kidnap me. She's like, my last name's not Gimple. It's Tunt. Which, like, <laughs> means nothing to the viewer except they pull in the whole like train reference like that's like the rockefeller or like the vanderbilt of like you but know the, but the whole my when we introed ourselves and we gave our names i i used the joke that archer uses a couple times in the episode tum again tell me you got that no i didn't oh come on what does tunt rhyme with uh tum again t- that was the joke <laughs> Tum again? Uh, Tunt rhymes with a C word. Yes. Uh, Come is a C word. He just replaced uh, to make the point out that her last name rhymed with the, but in a clever, tum- clever way. I did not catch that. That, I, the first time See? I heard that, I laughed my balls off. You know what? You know what? This show's too highbrow for me. <laughs> it's just too or lowbrow. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like it's just like smart guy lowbrow. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like most lowbrow stuff is just real guttural. This is like clever. Yeah. Um, Classy lowbrow. <laughs> so anyway, like she's explaining that she comes from like a super rich fucking dynasty family, and uh, that's where I feel like we get the first real like terrible quote from the show where <laughs> Cheryl's referring to his uh, family, her family. And she's like, apparently slavery was pretty awesome. And Mallory, oh, yeah. and Mallory goes, prove it. And the thing is, she means prove it to the fact that she is a tunt. Like she's from that family. Yeah. Not that it was pretty awesome, but like, I don't know. Archer said something. He said like, uh, what's, not to like about free labor and it's just like oh my god the show is so from from the name of the organization to comments like that it's just like oh yeah incredibly problematic like how the hell well it's amazing they got away with yeah it's amazing they got away with as many seasons as they did well they're still making the show keith well this show came out on fx right yep and i feel like fx was like pretty bar pushing Mm. they did with a lot of their like late night shows yeah so so it was i don't know it was one of those things where like the the way that they lined that up and then archer is always he is the shock value like in (laughs) in all the scenarios like he's 
the dumb guy shock value sometimes saves the day accidentally. Like, so the fact that it was like Cheryl saying something sarcastically, Mallory with a poorly timed comment, and then Archer taking those two things and making it a terrible comment. It was like, oh God, (laughs) like that's, that was like the first three minutes, four minutes of the episode. So you know what you're in store for. Um, So Mm. basically... To prove it, Cheryl takes everybody back to her house, and she's stressed out from almost being kidnapped. So she's um, she she asks politely if anybody minds if she starts huffing some glue, um, <laughs> and then uh, they live. Uh, I didn't write it down. They live next to some other rich family, the Roosevelt, the Roosevelts. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, she's like, yeah, they're weirdos. <laughs> like, mm. and then um, Archer finds out that she has an ocelot. Which is Babu. A, a wild cat that mm-hmm. I believe actually yeah. comes up. Ocelots in other are pretty episodes. cool. They are cool. I actually, looking. I I held an ocelot this year. What really? Yeah. When did you do that? Uh, probably like three months ago. We went to like this little zoo place down. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna be like, oh Wilford, yeah, like my friend bought one. I'd be like. Your friend's gonna die. Like it was this... it was like a baby ocelot or you know well, a kitten. Yeah, because I'm pretty prevalent. sure like a full grown mm. ocelot's probably like forty or fifty pounds and can probably kill you. <laughs> I could take an ocelot. Eh, I mean, it's gonna hurt you. <laughs> I mean, I all I have to do is lean and fall on it. You That's know, true. Well... Like it's not gonna be a pleasant <laughs> but time like, for either of us. But if it dodges that, <laughs> if it dodges that first fall, it's gonna it's gonna get you. You know, like if true, you, true. If it dodges, if it dodges the first fall, you got to get back up and then fall again. So mm. you got to make that first one count. It's my main way of fighting is falling on people. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listeners! If you've enjoyed our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you could give us a good rating on iTunes or wherever you rate your podcast. Also, tell your friends to listen. If you don't have friends, tell your dog. If you don't have a dog, tell your cat. If you don't have a cat, tell your fish. If you don't have a fish, tweet it on Twitter and get friends on Twitter. Tell everybody on Twitter. Scream it on Instagram. Scream it out your window. We love you guys. Thank you so much. (laughs) So basically she explains that her, she makes a really awful joke that her (laughs) parents, uh, her parents mm -hmm. died, (laughs) got murdered. And then she, and they were like, Oh, she's like, no, I'm just kidding. But they did actually yeah, die in a car accident. So, like, <laughs> it's just week. like, oh, okay. So, the like, funeral's going on right yeah, now. Yeah, the timeline yeah. was the same. The funeral was going on right now. And she's like, eh. and Mallory's like, well, why did you go to the funeral? And she's like, well, you told me you were going to fire me if I didn't show up to work. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, oh. So, um, <laughs> anyway, the, we basically we find out that her parents we're literally worth a billion dollars and she's like oh but i have to split it with my brother so i only get 500 million and um here we're hit with i i feel like the second uh the second best or not the second best the second quotable situation where lana turns to her when she's just like oh no i'm just inheriting 500 million and Lana says, I'm literally wet with jealousy. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, uh-huh. what? 
no, that, that doesn't, I'm sorry. Like funny, but I don't get horny when I get jealous. That's not, if those two, if those two emotions are tied together in your, in your brain, there's something weird going on there. I don't know. <laughs> don't don't kink shame. This is, there you go. Mm. So, um, and then Cheryl basically admits that she told the kidnappers that Pam was her, <laughs> so that Pam would get kidnapped. And they cut to Pam, and Pam is getting the shit. Beat. <laughs> She's she is tied to a chair, and kidnappers are just punching her in the face, and she's just shit talking him like mm-hmm. just. I don't even... Did your husband teach you how to hit? Yeah. Yeah. Did your husband teach you how to hit? Like, she's bleeding profusely. Black eyes, bloody nose, and just talking shit. Yeah. Almost like she just doesn't feel pain. Um, (laughs) So, Mallory offers uh, to have Isis be Cheryl's bodyguard service. You know, obviously for money. For a handsome fee. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mallory's purely just seeing the the dollar signs in this whole thing, and just being like, "Oh, my employee has five hundred million dollars. Like, we will protect you. We want all your money." Um. So basically, back at the office, um, Cyril finds out that Cheryl's rich, and apparently, at one point, he owned he loaned her thirty seven hundred dollars, <laughs> which we find out in a cutscene a few minutes later that she. Literally just lit on fire and threw into a, like a dumpster in an alley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So she borrowed money from him to literally just destroy it. So Tom, to your point, I guess we should watch this in order. <laughs> Cause I'm sure that that was probably a thing. Um, yeah. That's a running joke. Yeah. So Mallory presents uh, Cheryl with the, contract for her like bodyguard services and cheryl won't sign it until they go rescue pam and uh mallory's like really pissed about that because she wasn't really planning on rescuing pam (laughs) so yeah fuck pam but she's the best character she is pam Pam, is great yeah pam's pretty awesome Uh, i think that's i think that's part of the point though they try to even out her awesomeness by making all of the other characters like shit on her. Well, but that's the thing. The whole, like, the entire rest of the cast, maybe Lana excluded, she seemed like she might be a decent person. Um, mm. If that's her name, I think I only Yeah, Lana. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like, the whole rest of the cast is just like, oh, we're not slightly overweight. So. <laughs> We're cool, but Pam is slightly overweight, so fuck the... You know, just well, outsider looking in who's never watched the series, it's just like, yeah. that's what I'm getting from this. Yeah, and and I think, to, in fairness, and you miss this from not watching the first episode, Pam is in, uh, head of HR. That's that's one of the real reasons oh. nobody likes Pam. It's not it's not so much how how she looks. The fact that they pick on her for how she looks or or speaks or just her in general stems from the fact yeah. that she's head of HR and they've had to deal with her so much over the years from all their other bullshit that they do to each other. So Okay. So yeah. this is this is like a Michael Scott hating Toby thing. Yes. Yes. That's it's, it's very much like that. Yeah. Well, all right. That makes a little bit more sense to me, but still. 
So yeah. N- not only that, but to to back up that point a little bit further, um, the they do hate on other people at the agency because <laughs> yeah they give Sorry. they give Cyril a gun because they're going to go on lockdown <laughs> and Cyril accidentally shoots Brett. One of the best running jokes in the oh, series. Oh yeah, yeah. Brett getting and, shot and and nobody fucking helps Brett. And... Nobody ever helps him. <laughs> And, and, and not only that, but like when they're all in the yeah, they're, when they're all in the room, and he's like bleeding from his stomach, the phone's ringing, and Mallory's just like, "Is somebody gonna get that?" And, and like Brett has to be the one that picks it up as he's yeah. like bleeding out on the floor. <laughs> and it's the kidnappers, so yep. they take it from like the war room, and Brett's still on the phone. And he's like, "I'm so cold," and they're like, "Brett, hang up the phone." <laughs> Uh, so they, uh, Archer, Archer is the, the lead negotiator for some, some reason. I mean, the show's named after him. So he called it. That's he true. called dibs. That's true. So, <laughs> which, which apparently works no matter where you're employed. So, uh, it's how I got every single one of my promotions called dibs. Oh, wow. Yeah. If you yeah, just, if you just, when you're, when your mm. boss, when your boss is like, so we have some money, you just go dips and he has to give it to you. <laughs> and that's it. Um, so Archer starts talking to the kidnapper and the kidnapper is using a voice modulator <laughs> and Archer is immediately just like, this guy's a fucking cyborg. And Lana, Lana told him like, no, he's using a voice modulator. And he goes, that's the exact technology that a cyborg would have. <laughs> and he has the guy on hold and he's like, I'm going to hang up on him. And despite the fact that Ray told him he needs two minutes to trace the call and Lana doesn't want him to hang up. Archer hangs up the call. Didn't he say something along the lines of, uh, we don't negotiate with cyborgs. <laughs> I believe he did. Or, he is also... that, or is, or is that just a better line that I wrote? In uh, my head? I, I didn't write it down, so I can't verify it 100. percent But I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. Also, um, he uses the weak ass, weak ass excuse of like, "Well, we didn't want them to also trace us," which is <laughs> mm. like, they they got your phone, like they, they know, know where you your are. building is, like yeah, yeah. So he, he he does that. That's a running joke. He is genuinely afraid of cyborgs. That's something that comes up quite often. He has a he has this weird fear about it. Understandably, cyborgs are scary. <laughs> they have robot eyes. Yeah. So after that, we cut to uh, the kidnappers basically realizing that Pam is not Cheryl because they finally checked her ID after literally just beating the shit out of her. Um, and then Cyril is confronting cheryl basically telling her he needs his 3700 $3, back um which is what we find out that cheryl just burned that money and <laughs> didn't do anything with it which is crazy cheryl cheryl's a psycho yeah she is like from other episodes too she is just like crazy mm-hmm. so is this is this the first episode where the audience learns that she's rich Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Cheryl says so basically. So is that something that like continues on through the series that she's rich, but she still yep. hangs out and works there? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, because as she says, she says all of her money is in a trust. And it sounds like her brother is like the trustee. So even you... though she inherited it, she, she basically said to Cyril, she has to ask her gross brother. And he's you... like, well, ask her, ask him. And she's like, you know who her, her, her brother's voice by? Uh, I can't remember his name, but he's the Bob's <laughs> son from Bob's Burgers. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, in fact, they, they end up having a lot of, because Archer is the voice of Bob. Mm -hmm. um, they end up having a lot of, there's like a couple episodes where they have almost the whole cast of uh, Bob's Burgers on. Uh, in fact, they, they do an episode where they're, well, I'm not going to spoil it, but totally well, watch it. It's it, worth it. Is it funny that I feel like when, actors or voice actors do stuff like that where they're just like oh we all did this other show and i'm doing this show so i'm gonna get you guys to like cameo this show like if it feels weirdly wholesome for me okay how about this uh captain murphy from c lab mm -hmm. is in an episode of this and he's voiced by john ham <laughs> and it's it's great <laughs> yeah that's see like i don't know it's like it's just funny because that happens in many professions. I know plenty of people that like work in similar industries and get each other jobs and whatever. But for mm. some reason, when it happens, like the entertainment industry where I'm just like, Oh, Adam Sandler has like this group of friends, like Nick's <laughs> Nick Swartzen and like, um, Alan Colbert and like these other guys. And I'm like, every time they do a movie, I'm like, where's Nick? Where the fuck is Nick? Where is he going to show up in this movie? And then he shows up and I'm like, ah, he needed a paycheck. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like this, it's this weird thing where I'm just like, they all get each other jobs and it makes me feel good for some reason. I don't know. I'm yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not earning any money. Adam Sandler movies are not that good. I don't know what I'm be, oh, feeling so happy about. God damn. I was waiting for the moment where we ended up losing Adam Sandler as a listener. <laughs> oh yeah. And there it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought we were yeah. going to skirt around it. Sorry, uh, Adam. No, 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 no. Can't listen anymore is, because is, Keith doesn't like you. Some of them are good. Like, um... Well, Adam, Billy, you're in good Billy company. Madison. Keith doesn't like I'm a lot of I'm pretty sure if we just cut stuff. Keith out of it... Yeah, you'd have way uh, more listeners. We'd have way more listeners because I feel wait. like every episode he <laughs> alienates some celebrity. Um, yep. Wait. Didn't he talk shit about David Spade before? And that's when Adam yeah. Sandler's buddies. Yep. Mm. Yeah. I, I stuck up for David Did, Spade, too. Didn't, didn't I already actually insult David Spade? I'm pretty like sure we've said... 15 episodes ago. <laughs> we've said Adam Sandler's movies aren't good. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure we, as a whole, said... Uh, Oh, I can't remember what her fucking name is. The girl from the Transformer movie. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Okay, so I'll make up for it. Chris Farley, he's a legend. He's a god. He'll watch our dead. show. What? He's dead. What are you talking about? Oh, there's no way. Oh, Keith. You when? When was the last? What was why the would last you, thing he was in? Why would you do this to me? Did, are you being serious? No. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, God. Because sometimes it's say, hard like to tell. Dead as long as I can remember. Oh yeah, I know that. That's. That's why I, I brought it up. Because I was oh, like, like in Jesus. middle school. Let me, let me save yeah. the day by getting... you think he just the... retired? God. <laughs> no, it's Chris Farley. That guy speedballed constantly. Why would he retire? <laughs> he he can't afford to retire. He spent all of his money on drugs. Oh, there oh. goes all of our Chris Farley listeners. Yeah. No, I said he was great. 
And he did drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those, those are facts. <laughs> oh. The first one's technically an opinion. <laughs> so. Jesus. <laughs> you guys, you guys really, really side rail this show a lot. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's us. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Lana gets the kidnappers on the phone at this point, And basically, they want to exchange Pam for Cheryl. And they're like, no, no dice. And Mallory gets on the phone, and, and they're just like, well, okay, fine. What's Pam worth? And Mallory goes, huh. <laughs> and after many long pauses, says, I'll give you $5,000. And the kidnappers are like, it's a waste of time. And they just hang up. <laughs> um, which, by the way, Pam also hears. So... She's not, yeah. she's not feeling too mm. happy. Um, they basically decide that somebody has to go save Pam. So Archer and Ray get um, get the job to go save Pam. Um, the kidnappers decide to assault ISIS. Not the one in the Middle East, <laughs> the one in the show. Um, so... <laughs> Pam is overhearing the three kidnappers talk and she's like, these guys only would pay $5,000 to save my life. She's like, I'll help you assault ISIS. <laughs> and it's a go. Um, back at ISIS, Cyril decides to basically force Cheryl at gunpoint into the basement to try <laughs> to get his $3,700 from her. Um, he, he actually calls using a voice modulator <laughs> like so he locks her in the basement calls using a voice modulator talks to mallory and she's just like yeah like let's negotiate this for cheryl blah blah, blah. and she's like well, all right well how much do you want and he's like 3700 <laughs> <laughs> which is less than the five grand that they were going to pay for pam um <laughs> Because at this point, because he actually removed Cheryl, they actually think that Cheryl got kidnapped and the kidnappers are in the building, which is not mm. quite true yet. But um, So then he immediately changes that to, I think, a million and then to 50 million. And um, Archer and Ray are basically like getting ready to leave the building. And Mallory and Lana are trying to figure out how the kidnappers got into the building because they were on full lockdown. And they're like, well, Archer and Ray probably left the garage door open. So they call down to them and Archer's like, yeah, the garage door's open, but we haven't left yet. So nobody's gotten in because him and Ray are arguing about who gets to wear the turtleneck. Yeah, the tactical turtlenecks. That's a running joke, too. Archer likes wearing turtlenecks on uh, his missions. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> There's no advantage to to feeling like you're getting well, shot. neck, I guess. No, no, because as as some comedian who I will not remember who said this, wearing a turtleneck feels like you're being strangled by a really weak old man. It's like you just have this constant pressure around your neck that's not doing you harm, but feels like it should be. Don't kink shame. <laughs> Oh, Tom, just wear a choker. 
<laughs> stop. Stop stop wearing turtlenecks to stop and shop and just put on one of those nice lacy chokers. Oh. Like the ones that all the girls wore like in the he's 90s. Thir- like he's a 13-year-old oh, girl. I forgot about yeah. those. You remember yeah. those? Yeah. God, I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be something if like kids started wearing those again? It'd just be like, why? No. It wasn't weird. cool back it'd, then. It'd be weird. Why would you do it now? I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a... It was, well, it was in the same era that kids were wearing Jinko jeans that were like, mm. like literally just like the, the diameter of the pant legs was like larger than people's shoes. So it looked yeah. like you were just walking around with tubes, denim tubes on your legs. <laughs> I will say like all of us growing up in the nineties, there's a lot that we put on such like a high pedestal. But then you look at all the other generations that are just like, oh, we grew up in the 80s, the 70s. And it's just like, everybody kind of universally agrees, like, the fashion was horrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, because fashion I feel like 90s kids are still so disillusioned about how bad their stuff looked. They are. Um, Because they're still nostalgic about it. It's really bad. Like, I realized that I used to wear jean shorts... All the time, jorts, if you will. Oh, yeah. And I can't imagine doing it now. But then I'm also thinking, like, well, I'm 35. All I wear are basketball shorts now. And it's just like, this ain't much better. You know. (laughs) But I also, I'm married, I have a kid. I also don't care. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, once you get married and have a kid... That's that's literally the license to not care. Like that's yeah, that's that's it. the license to be as comfortable as you can get yourself to be. Yeah, mm. it's like I went into Tops, the grocery store down the street from me, um, yesterday because I had to pick up. I literally wanted to get a loaf of bread because sometimes my daughter likes having sandwiches. How and, do you figuratively get a loaf of bread? Well a lot of thought <laughs> sorry <laughs> so so i went to get a loaf of bread but i went into the store got distracted bought a whole bunch of other stuff and didn't get the loaf of bread <laughs> and then i went back into like i got to my car and was like i didn't get bread fuck <laughs> put those groceries in my car went back into the store walked to the bread aisle grabbed a loaf of bread put it on the conveyor belt and like Went to go pay for it, and the girl looks at me, like, kind of confused, and, like, the other girl was, like, bagging groceries, and she looks at me, and she's just like, we're, like, deja vuing, and I was like, (laughs) I have two children, and I just forgot to buy bread, and they go, (laughs) they literally both just knowingly nodded at me and goes, that's so, they go, it happens, (laughs) and I was like, yeah, I don't understand the children part mattering. Oh, because the more children you have, the more for, for forgetful you get. Like, you just... Oh, jeez. Yeah. You know, like... Is that... When you, when you have one child... Tom, is that science? Science Science check that for me. Yes. In fact, like, once you get past ten children, you can legally oh. use that as a defense to murder people. No, 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 no. That's, that's how people get Alzheimer's. Checks out. It's... Once you have, you have too many children, you just... 
I feel like you have ten children. You just kind of pretend you don't know who the hell anybody is. That's, <laughs> that's true. I mean, look at the look at the Duggars. They're who not, am they're I? Not, they, they have twenty. They have twenty <laughs> children. They're not raising those children. They're literally, they're literally having children, and they're forcing the elder children to raise the younger children. At this point, yeah, it's like a fucking tribe. I mean, to be honest. As a parent, that would just be the efficient option to take, though, because then you, you, you could just you could have all the sex in the world, keep pumping out children, but you don't even have to take care of your children anymore because you just have your older children take care of the younger children. Because now it's like I have a one-year-old and a twenty-five-year-old. Hey, twenty-five-year-old, you're about to have kids. Practice on this one. Go. Oh God, it's messed up. Oh, we just lost the Duggars as. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, but their family's huge, Tom. That's a big, that's a big viewer base. I don't even know who that is. That's it's this, it's this religious is that family. Like the Octomom thing. The, the no, oldest one damn. just got arrested for pedophilia, didn't he? Was he the oldest? I don't think or, he was the oldest. Uh, or no, child. He was uh, one of yeah. Know, he, CP. That that was not recent. That was a don't couple say years the ago. Words. Yeah, I didn't say the words. I, I no. said we're CP. On a, we're on enough list, yeah, right? I know, I know. We're on it's enough bad. lists from this episode already. <laughs> yeah, all the tags. Oh God. Ah, uh, yeah. I know the Duggars. They should have called them the Diddlers. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> oh. And you can't really have the old ones taking care of the young ones no. when the old no. ones are doing that. No. No, no. that's. That's poor parenting. That's like some down south stuff. Someone, someone's and there have. goes all of our southern Some, Someone's going oh. <laughs> to have to get a vasectomy. Um, uh, uh, I'm glad I don't insult our listeners. In this episode, <laughs> I like the good three seconds of pause. Well, <laughs> I was just, when I said that, then I started thinking, wait, have I offended any listeners yet? And I, 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 I have had to at some point. Well, so Tom, I, I, I retract you, that. I can tell you right now, I listen to our show, and you offend me all the time. Ah, so, but you still listen. You still true. love that's me. True. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a masochist. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's get back to this episode. So they all think that the kidnappers came in through the garage, right? Because they're blaming Ray and, and Archer. And Ray and Archer, so they get... Uh, ordered by Mallory to do a sweep of the building. So as they walk away, Archer hits the garage door, but the van with the kidnappers pulls up and stops the garage from closing, but nobody sees them. So they showed up. They have Pam with them. They are in the building. So the basically the prophecy is coming true. Like... <laughs> From Cyril making them think that they were in the building, from calling within the building, now the actual kidnappers are in the building. Um, so, um, from there, Lana actually finds Cyril on his phone in his office, <laughs> and she suspects him of pretending to be because she knows about the $3,700, and that's apparently enough for her to just know. Cyril's being a douche about this. Because it makes sense. It's pretty obvious. It does make sense. And so she finds Cyril on this phone. She's like, what are you doing? And he's like, uh, phone sex. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says a couple dirty lines to essentially Mallory through the voice modulator. <laughs> yeah. And then says, okay, I'm all done masturbating. Bye. 
<laughs> and then the best joke of the episode, in my opinion, does internet porn know you're cheating on it? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ar- Archer, when he finds out that that Cyril was uh, on a phone sex hotline. Oh god, are phone sex hotlines still a thing? Probably. Uh, I don't know. Like, Google I, it. I remember I've... when we were when we were like. You know, in middle school, oh I remember God, staying I up. I remember staying up really late at night, and phone sex hotlines being like advertised on TV. Yeah, I I got an so, idea. Oh, oh, Corey, go first. Yeah. Sorry. I legitimately don't remember how we got this number, but back in the day when I used to work at pharmacy or in pharmacy. At a pharmacy. No, the, 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 the only pharmacy. I don't even drink. Yeah, I worked. I, I worked at pharmacy. You came yeah, to no me. Excuse at for you. pharmacy. All your drugs belong to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was a professional drug dealer, <laughs> there was some instance in which we needed to call a number, and I think we got like one of the numbers off. Like it was someone like wrote it down really weird. Mm. And it ended up being a phone sex line (laughs) that we basically called from Walgreens phones, Mm -hmm. which they get, you know, information on, basically. Oh, yeah. They're probably, Mm -hmm. like, recorded or whatever. And I I seem, for some reason, it was, like, some call that we were, like, on speaker for. Luckily, it was, like, in the corner of the pharmacy, so it wasn't, like, right out in front where people could hear it. Was it was, like, on the fucking But it was, like, <laughs> not, not, it wasn't that loud, but I remember it was, like, one of those things where, like, one of my coworkers and I were just, like, both looked at each other and we were just, like, do we hang it up? <laughs> or do we just keep listening? Wait, like, wait, why wait, do we on, have this on. phone number? Or do we see where this goes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like... It was like this coworker of mine, female, by the way, it just we're just like, how long before we hang this up? Like, <laughs> what are they gonna say? Like, we thought it was hilarious. You hear this phone line? You hear you hear the the, the prompt for the phone sex hotline. You lock eyes, and then you both <laughs> immediately look over to the shelf of Viagra, and then you look back to the phone. And then back to the Viagra. <laughs> and you go, Oh, man. Is it, is it, it worth it? It was such a weird day. No. <laughs> it was such a weird day in pharmacy. Oh. Oh. Well, I had this idea to figure out uh, if phone sex lines still exist. Hold on just one second. Alexa, do phone line sex lines still exist? Sorry, I'm not sure about that. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, never get mind. Get the dicks out of your mouth before you say it next time. I know, yeah. I know. I slurred my speech, <laughs> getting nervous asking that question to her. Because I started thinking, oh, what kind of <laughs> algorithms is that going to... Yeah, yes, yeah. Oh, boy. I know, you were just nervous that Alexa was going to be like, yes, Tom, you called one yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to dial again? <laughs> All you have to do is say Would redial. you like to dial Big Dicks R Us again? <laughs> No, Alexa, no. Cancel. Hot signals <laughs> in your area. Alexa, disconnect the Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, 
Oh God, where were we? <laughs> uh, phone sex. Yeah, Lana. Uh, yeah, the Lana. Phone sex part. Yeah, Lana. Cyril. Cyril's bad excuse of a phone sex hotline. Um, so they basically all end up on that floor, right? <clears throat> because Lana finds Cyril at his desk, and then the rest of them show up, and then. Mallory's like, oh, they're in the building. And Lana's like, yeah, I know why, because she's still blaming Cyril. And then Archer's just being a numbnuts. And the, the one thing that, oh, actually, Archer and Ray found Cheryl in the basement. So they brought her all the way up there. And Cyril and cheryl are basically arguing because cheryl's like cyril kidnapped me and they're just like yeah right you just you handcuffed yourself in the basement because this whole thing was a ploy and you weren't even getting kidnapped and you just need attention because they all kind of know that cheryl's like a drama queen and also crazy crazy yeah so does it bother anybody else how similar their names are yeah, I, I actually <laughs> had to really focus on saying Cyril and Cheryl. And you know what? Like, if you watch, was it the first episode, maybe even the second one? Like, her name changes, I think, to Carol. Like, she, well, no, she Archer, changes. Archer, even in this episode, he calls her Carol. Yeah. He just, I think he does it because he doesn't like her. So he just calls her Carol. No, no, no. If you've watched the, well, here's the thing, Keith, you haven't watched things in order. Mm. You'd learn that she was using different names quite often. Like, uh, but they were rhyming with each other and it was just fucking with people because she's sort of a, you know, gotcha. a nutty, nutty person. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I was about to say, like, there could be like a tongue twister about this. Like, Cyril shells, Cyril sells seashells to carol by the seashore that's awful um <laughs> anyway the kidnappers show up <clears throat> they but they took the elevator i don't know why that's like the worst tactical advantage like why would you take something that could be locked down but keith real quick how many kidnappers so. do you know got caught by taking the elevator i'm just saying that taking an elevator when you're infiltrating a building like you can shut down an elevator and get stuck. Like if they know you're there. Luckily for these kidnappers, ISIS is like totally inept. Like they basically <laughs> have a way to shut down the building. Like they shut all the doors and stuff, apparently except for the garage. And they think that that's good enough. So <laughs> the kidnappers end up in there with Pam, holding Pam at gunpoint in a standoff. And, Archer then grabs Cheryl, calling her Carol, um, and basically threatens to shoot her if they kill Pam, which <laughs> is interesting because for as much as they shit on Pam, Archer's willing to kill Cheryl if they kill Pam. Yep. <laughs> so you don't know if it's an empty threat necessarily, though. So, you know, but... um. Anyway, the kidnappers basically, like, shootout happens. All the kidnappers get shot, except for one. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. And they all stop. And then Pam starts, like, her monologue of just being <laughs> fucking... Because, like... It's great. It's great. Yeah, bullets flying all around her. Like, she's, like, narrowly, like, missed with 
like a hail of gunfire. She got <laughs> kidnapped and beat the shit out of. They were only willing to pay $5,000 to like get her back. She basically walks around the back of this guy, the, this last kidnapper, and just breaks his neck in front of all her coworkers. After he's already surrendered. Yeah, after he's yeah. already surrendered. And then she walks up to the rest of them, like just basically monologuing all of the things that she's pissed about. And Pam is like telling them all off and she gets to Mallory and she's like, you're the worst one. And she's like backing her into a corner, basically like going to beat the shit out of her. And then from, we have the view from the back. She <laughs> takes her shirt off. There's a, she rips it off. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. There's a poem tattooed on her back about the angel of death. <laughs> and I didn't wrote down the, the whole poem, but there's also 13 tally marks yeah. above yeah. the poem. <laughs> and she says, she basically turns to, she's still facing Hillary and she goes, anybody want a piece of this? And Lana goes, nope. nope. And then it cuts to credits. Sorry. Yeah. It's such like a happy tune. I love the credits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, I was, like, at the end of this episode, I was literally on the edge of my seat just like, what is going to fucking, fuck, <laughs> credits, you sopranoed me. God <laughs> damn it. I didn't even watch The Sopranos, and I know that reference. <laughs> so, I don't know. I feel like this show is, it is obviously, um... It is some guttural humor, some dark comedy. Like, like I said, I watched a lot of episodes out of order and I've watched enough episodes. I feel like at least back in the day, I watched enough episodes to get a lot of jokes. But to Tom's point, watching it sequentially is probably much more helpful. Um, I think it's a good show. Like, I think it's just hands down. It's funny. They they have a enough of a diversity with the characters that they're playing with, like the main characters, plus the fact that they are this like um like top secret like service agency that like gets hired by contractors in the government and whatnot. And like they're constantly fighting for these contracts and these jobs and the jobs have all these like um just like these like moral situations to them. And then on top of that, because of Archer mainly, they usually blunder the shit out of them and have to like do a whole bunch of crazy shit to like cover things up and fix things and whatever. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a totally solid show. It's also the, it's like, it's extremely entertaining. If you're paying attention, it's also the kind of show that I could put on in the background and laugh at a couple guttural jokes that happen. Mm-hmm. So how many uh, problematic jokes out of 10 would you give this? I would give it probably, I'd probably honestly give it like a a 9. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty, like, <clears throat> there's not a single episode of this show that I've seen that I did not like. I'd put it that yeah. way. Like, I, yeah. every episode that I watched... I've watched it and I've been like, I've literally laughed out loud 
at some point every single mm. episode it's it, mm-hmm. it, it can and you know what maybe it's not your flavor maybe it's a little too guttural maybe it's a little too on the nose for you but like for me i don't know i i've laughed at something in every single episode every time uh well, Keith made this really easy. I agree 100% with what Keith said, and I also have to give it a nine. Uh, and, and, you know, part of my reasoning for not rating it higher, and I'm just being kind of a dick, is because Krieger isn't in it. Uh-huh. And he's one of my favorite characters. He's the scientist, uh, Corey. I know you haven't watched much Archer. He's essentially like their version of Bond's Q, uh, except he's like kind of batshit crazy and you know what he reminds me a lot of our friend vinky um no no he well krieger krieger is more like dr mengala like he's he is literally like i will experiment on people crazy you know what it is i'm sorry i was thinking about vinky quoted krieger a lot to me and that's why uh, i'm thinking so go. i should say that the other way around uh, uh, Vinky's a lot like Krieger because he was quoting him, but I just remember that was one of the things I, I loved. He would just say Krieger quotes and it would crack me up because, you know, I, I love Krieger, his character. He's, he's great. Uh, but he's not in this episode, obviously. That's uh, true. but yeah, uh, I, I still, I, I love the humor. What do we call it? Uh, the joke that uh, Keith just learned i had to explain it to him we called it was it sophisticated lowbrow or was it uh what, what was the genre humor we that were was, calling it that was like 20 minutes ago yeah Int- I, I, intelligent I lowbrow no intelligent smart, lowbrow. smart guy kids, lowbrow. of course he can't remember i'm pretty sure i said like <laughs> smart guy lowbrow something like that it, it, it was yeah uh and and i love that kind of humor because <laughs> Like oh. I got that, and I seriously, I I lost it when I, I first oh. time I heard it. No, you know what? I got a better name. It's a uh, it's big brain dum dum. Big brain dum dum humor. I yep. like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I, I give it a nine, and uh, yeah, Corey, what what did you think? Uh, to be honest, I'm kind of super meh on the show. Wow. For on this episode, I guess. Okay. Ooh. Um. I don't think this is something where you could just like jump in and you have to also mm. realize because we're doing a podcast on it. Like I'm actually trying to like understand more of what's going on. So this isn't just like didn't mm. pay attention, didn't enjoy it. Kind of thing. Is, me it was, and Tom it, have a background with this show. It's like, we understand like the premise of the show and kind of what's happened Maybe not like immediately around this episode, but like we understand other plenty of other episodes. So like the the context of the characters and how they're interacting already makes sense to us. Tom again? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> so for me, this just seemed like another one of those adult cartoon joke, 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 surprise factor kind of set up shows not not to like group all of them together but it's very similar to what i would consider like venture bros venture Mm. brothers whichever way you actually say that show venture Um, brothers yeah yeah uh rick and morty which i feel like is like top shelf Mm. as far as like you have to realize i'm coming at it from the perspective of i've watched one episode of all three of these shows and I would put it, Rick and Morty, clearly, far and away, much better. 
Well, I would agree. What I would consider this episode is. Um, and I enjoy Adventure Brothers more than this. Oh, wow. And I don't know. Maybe it's like some of the jokes like I just thought were like a little too problematic for me. And I'm not like one to shy away from... I don't even know how to say it. Like a little too topical type of jokes. Like I stuff like that. Like I, I'm okay with like what, what is it? Black comedy, dark comedy. What is yeah. it called? Well, oh, uh, I mean, what did you dark call humor. It? <laughs> dark, dark, dark humor. humor whatever. I, but when you say black comedy, it sounds like... yeah, I, yeah. That sounded <laughs> weird. I, I said it. And I thought I you were talking like, about nah, Kevin Hart. Like, like I Dave love Kevin Chappelle, Hart. Kevin yeah, Hart. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it's not shit. the same thing. I was like, did they do that in this? Well, no, but just like they made a little person like for one, joke. Hmm. Yeah, like <laughs> sorry, there was that very early on, which I don't even think we mentioned. No, we we kind of just like glided past that. Fun of that. Wait, hold on, which joke? Like back when they <laughs> were uh, before the kidnapping happened. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The the two girls, Pam and Carol mm-hmm. slash Cheryl. Yep. Um. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the whole slavery joke was just like, oh, really? For me, you know, like, it's just like, that's one of those things where it's like, uh, from a certain perspective, depending on the way you handle it, Mm. and I feel like Archer's response to it was just like, uh... Yeah. Mm. It'll always be too soon, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the... Yeah part of the problem there is that archer is like at this white point it's well yeah white yeah. as hell but like and the writer for this is also probably white as hell he's he's mm. not only white as hell but like he is the stereotypical like his so mallory is his mom yeah i got that she runs the agency he has a job there because that's his mom and he's a mm-hmm. white guy. So basically, he was born into having this awesome, like, oh, I'm an international spy, like, secret agent, whatever. And, but, you know, yeah, it's like, uh, when you hear it, it's like, yeah, he would fucking say something like that. That's the response. Like, when I heard it, I remember thinking, oh, God, he would yeah. say something like that. And that that was, like, my response. Of course, you know, that it, I, that's just what... uh. Well, but yeah, yeah, I could still see. Yeah, that that the thing is, it's I think that there's there's a bad area. There's you lots of times, yeah. especially Lana. There's lots of times where Archer says shit and like oh they, yeah, they call Lana. Him out on it. Lana calls him out on it but constantly. To, yeah. the, to the point that Corey's making, like I mean, yeah. from a writer standpoint, they're saying that because like they're yeah. making him say that because there's some people that think it's gonna be funny, and then I guess mm. they're probably having other characters call him out because. Yeah. And other people were like, "Good, they called him out." It's it's, it's shock humor, maybe, but maybe yeah, it doesn't re- it doesn't. Yeah, maybe yeah. they're. That's actually, the problem with the shock humor. It 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 yeah. <laughs> they're, they're they're trying to, unfortunately, satisfy everybody through that scenario. And actually, looking at it now, it seems kind of shitty. Yeah. Like, I don't mean the shit on the show. I'm just saying. No, like, no, but yeah. I, I get it. I understand from Corey's point because, like, when I heard that, it, okay, back like when it first came out, I remember thinking, "Oh God, that's so bad." He, of course, he'd say that. But now, in, in 
2021 almost going 2022 when i heard that i thought the same thing and then went wow that shit would not fly now um it will as reruns apparently but yeah apparently reruns yeah but yeah and and the same thing goes with the little person joke that was made earlier like i remember hearing that going like oh that did not age well yeah yeah like yeah there's a couple definitely a couple of those jokes that are well cringy now um and cringy before too but especially now more people are aware of it so yeah yeah i feel like it's just one of those things that like i don't know it's Mm. you like i hate to say it like you get set up like especially if you watch more of the season um Mm. or more of the series um you expect him to just say awful stuff right and therefore you're just like you're prepared for it but like i don't know like tom to your point like it's it's silly because we all have like at least one person in our life that says horrible things and doesn't (laughs) understand that they're horrible so yeah, like Arch, yeah. Archer's like emulating that person. So then you yeah. look at it and you're just like, oh yeah, like it's kind of funny because he said it and it's terrible. And like, cause he's just an asshole and clueless. Mm. And cause you like compare that to like that person. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, wait. Somebody purposely wrote this in here for humor. Yeah. Like that's, that's part of what I'm getting at. Or it's just yeah. like, all right, so someone had to write that joke like sure yeah he's a character that you're not supposed to necessarily like try and put yourself in the shoes of Mm. like from what i can gather like in a lot of tv shows and a lot of cartoons it's just like you see yourself or you see from the perspective of like the main character right right but not here this like it'd be very difficult to do unless you're also a weird person who's okay with a lot of the stuff that's just, happening like you were <laughs> you know? just hugely unqualified right. for your job but are way over yeah <laughs> that's i don't know yeah and it's just like i don't know I, I i think i have problems enjoying shows where the main cast of it is like people that i'm not a big fan of you know like unrelatable I don't what they're yeah, like, I don't want to yeah. see what your adventures yeah. are if I don't give a shit about you or if I actively yeah. am rooting against you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, to me, the reason why I liked this episode was Pam. Yeah, yeah Pam's the best the part. It's like, that's why I said she's the best character, but yeah. the entire yeah. rest of the cast oh, they're all seems terrible. to shit on her yeah. all the time. No. And she... I did get a little bit more perspective because I am familiar with you know, HR and the well, HR. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the thing is, to, your point, to your point earlier, Corey, Lana is actually pretty awesome throughout the show. Like she, yeah, Lana did not get a lot of time to no. shine in this episode. Cause in most episodes, she's one of the, she is the lead character she, next she, to Archer. Yeah, like the moral compass. Well, she, no, not only the moral she compass. She sets him straight. She's it, actually skilled in, in the, in the job. Oh yeah. Like, she's the most skilled of all agents most yeah so like competent she basically like archer every once in a while covers her ass like accidentally Mm. 
and mm. then he lords it over her constantly like a <laughs> you know a mm-hmm. pri- proper white male figure would do apparently and but she, at the same time she, she'll shoot him in the foot when he pisses her off enough sure. yeah she will but for the most part lana does like 90 percent of the work oh yeah yeah and then archer does like the last 10 percent, and then tries to claim all of the credit and then the rest of the people at the office are just a giant shit show except pam well no pam's a shit show because she she's is, a shit show but she's a likable she, shit show you know, she's so likable but she's like she does drugs she curses all the time <laughs> she drinks all the time But, like, when it comes down to it, she's, like, a fucking powerhouse. And when she gets... There's multiple times where she gets, like, pushed. And Mm. Pam's just, like... It it becomes one of those things where it's just, like, oh, the HR person could take out everybody in this organization. Like, (laughs) and then you look at that, though, from, like... If you look at that from a corporate... Like, I work for a large corporation. If you look at that from, like, a corporation perspective, yes, HR can take out everybody in the company like so they're they're like i don't know i feel like there's like this metaphorical thing where it's just like oh pam's hr so everybody hates her but really it's like pam physically in this show can literally eliminate everybody else if she wanted to because she's just like a beast i don't know (laughs) it's it's kind of like a funny play on the dynamic of like a a, a corporation that they're doing. I don't know. Hmm. So I, 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 in general, I think I would go with like four out of ten Ooh. problematic jokes. Yeah, is my rating mm. on this show. I get it. Mm. I wasn't thinking about the problematic stuff. I was mm. thinking more like, so like this. To me, this is more nostalgia. This was like ten years ago. Nostalgia. Like I used to like catch reruns of this show on while i was like playing mmos on my computer it's like one of those things and it always had just like crude humor that i could just like not pay attention to and laugh at but at the same time if i actually paid attention to the episode there were like all those inside jokes and stuff that you would like pick up on yeah mm. yeah so. I, like i didn't mean to completely shit on the show no. that you guys both obviously enjoy i'm just giving my perspective and uh well if you guys would like to give your perspective on it you can check out the cartoon commentary podcast group on facebook i uh, would like to thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to three guys ramble about cartoons uh, if you have any questions comments or corrections you can reach us at cartoon commentary podcast at gmail.com and until all are one i've been Corey. I've been Tom. I'm still Keith for now. Bye. Bye bye. Goodbye. Dick.